Welcome to Elevated Insights, the podcast that takes you on a journey of personal growth. Join us each week as we explore how to overcome challenges, embrace opportunities, and transform your life. I'm your host, Val Hunting, and each week I speak with Angie Tumlinson, the thought leader and CEO of Elevate You Institute. Angie Tumlinson is a master of the transformative process and brings a fresh perspective to the outdated coaching paradigm. We hope you enjoy this podcast and look forward to exploring many opportunities and ideas with you. Good afternoon and welcome to another episode of Elevated Insights. I'm your host, Val Hunting. Good afternoon, Angie Tumlinson, thought leader and CEO of Elevate You or Elevate You Institute. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> so good to, I just to remind you. people who we're talking to every now and then. <laughs> so today we're talking about circumstance, your own circumstance, the cause and effect of circumstance. Very timely daily reminder is needed. <laughs> You know, it's, it's really interesting. I, um, you know, I know some of you know my story, but, you know, I wasn't aware of my own. I was aware of circumstances in my life, but I wasn't aware of what created them. And I wasn't aware of entanglements that I had in other people's circumstances. Um, But I started to become aware in 2007, when my dad was killed by a train, it was an accident, he was 61. And there was this moment in time where um, I was very lost without that person in my world, even though I, I wouldn't say that I was super close to my dad, but I had this relationship with my dad, and I more I had a relationship with my mother. Mm hmm. And in my mother, having that relationship with my mother, my mother, you know, lived with my dad and was very close with my dad. And the effect that that had in her life, I was entangled in that. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. It wasn't that I had no relationship with my dad, but (laughs) I had a stronger relationship with my mother. And so that effect in my dad's life uh, of him passing away and how it affected her life affected my life. I, I also, it did affect me cause my dad was, you know, I, I had a relationship with my dad, but it was more or less how it was going to affect my mother. So I had that strong thing with my mother. And so the circumstance was my dad was killed by mm-hmm. a train. It was an accident. The, the cause and effect, I did not create that cause and effect. So I want to make that perfectly clear. Yeah. People yeah. hear cause and effect. Well, how did I cause someone to die? You didn't. <laughs> uh, so that's just a, you know, a, a misunderstanding. But the cause and effect of that event I was entangled with, and that was my choosing how I was going to navigate that moment in time of cause and effect. Yeah. So a circumstance, we may not create a circumstance, but how we are in the circumstance is our cause and effect, how we relate to it. Yes. So 
oftentimes I try and get people to understand life is like a stream. It's just flowing. You can't see me, but I'm moving my hands like in a parallel flow. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the, the, the life is happening like a river, a flow. And there's a moment in time where you put a stake in that river of that flow. And you say, this is who I will be. This is, this is me. And at the top of that stake is your goal. And now you're creating a new circumstance. You're saying, yep, the flow of life is happening this way, but I want something different. And I'm going to put what I want here. And so yes. now that that idea is at the top of that stake and you've, re you've, you've elevated yourself out of the river, the river's going to keep going. But now anytime you do something with this goal in mind, it kind of turns into like a tetherball pull. I know we're using lots of analogies here. <laughs> stake all of a sudden becomes like a, a tetherball pull and there's a rope. There's a rope with, um, a ball in it with a ball attached to it. And so with that rope and the ball that's attached to it, it's like anything that ball hits, that is a circumstance now. So yeah. you're now going to create different circumstances that are going to happen. And whenever you have a feeling that that bumps into something, when that ball hits that, what most people do is they lift up the stake and they shove the pole into that circumstance. <laughs> and so they let go of their goal. And this is where people are so confused about their goal and circumstances and everything. And what you want to do is you want to keep that stake in that river with your goal elevated above it. And when that circumstance hits, that's when you want to be able to say, well, what does that have to do with my goal? Now yeah, very, very good. Yeah. Very so good. The, the river that's happening underneath you is already cause and effects that are out of your control. They're happening whether yeah. you're there or not. Whether you get up in the morning or not, life is going to happen. Yeah. This, really, um, this really happened to me after my dad died. I remember standing at the window sill, uh, at the window uh, I had a kitchen sink there and staring out the window. And all of a sudden, on the day that my dad was killed, and after I found out about it, I watched a school bus go by. Mm -hmm. And I thought, oh, my God, do they not know my dad has died? Exactly. I felt the, the same way. Very much so. Yeah. And I just remember thinking wait a minute, they have a cause and effect to go to school whether my dad died or not. Yeah. That realization of, oh my God, life is going to keep going on. My dad wasn't entangled with the school, <laughs> yeah. the school bus, but I saw the school bus go by every day and here yeah. the school bus was going by and it was like they were running over the grave of my dad. And I yeah, was it feels like how can the world just carry on? Like nothing's happened when you feel like everything has completely stopped. And yeah, yeah I've had a few of those moments, which always go back to the nice reminder that I am actually not the center of the universe, despite my own <laughs> desire that it were so, um, <laughs> you know, and, and I think that's, um, you know, I think that's the case with all of us. And again, I, I always bang on about online and, you know, behavior online, the, you know, 
when you think you're going to post something on your social media, for example, you know, the, the anxiety that you may sometimes have and, Oh, did people like it? You know? And the thing is you're so concerned about, you know, elevating your importance in the world around you that you think, you know, if something happens, the ripples are not just you, it's kind of everywhere. And you make it a little bit more catastrophic in your mind (laughs) than it needs to be, you know? And, um, yeah, I think uh, uh, that I, that was a shocker to me, but it was a really good reminder of, you know, how, how that all happens. Like life is just going to carry on whether I'm in crisis or not, you know? So I get to choose how I deal with crisis. It's not, there's, there's nobody else that can do that for me yet. So as we're talking, if this is okay, if not, we can mark it. <laughs> this part out. But if you're going to swear? No, of course. No, I'm just I'm thinking about a moment in time uh, with you and I, a moment in time. This was just before COVID happened. And where mm-hmm. were you? Do you remember uh, where you were? Oh, I was in Europe. for. You were in Europe? Europe? Yeah. yeah. It was something you had wanted to do for a long time and you were in this really great place and yeah. all the best department in the Hague. Yeah. Yeah, you were at the Hague and and everything was so good and you had a relationship. Yes. You 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 have a relationship, I shouldn't say had, but back then it was just starting and just blossoming yeah. and it was really uh, an amazing thing and so when the world started shutting down panic came over you because you were like, I don't want to be stuck over here and I yeah. can't get back home. And it was like, it was like an alien invasion. <laughs> it was. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I had pictures of myself running while the plane was taking off, you know, trying to jump on board. Yep. Yep. But you had this panic and I remember you and I were talking and you were, you were caught up in the circumstance and I had to I don't know if you remember, but it was like, wait a minute, what would you love? What would you love to do? Yeah. 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 Love. There's a way. There was a way that it's going to happen. Just get what you would love. So at that moment, as we were talking and just asking you, what would you love? What would you want to do? uh, You came to this point where you said, I would love to be back here. And I said, then it will happen. It will happen. And so, there's no reason to panic. It's going to be okay. You'll be able to. And so everything works out. And if you think about it in the moment when you had a belief, what happens if I can't, that Mm. didn't feel good. And so it was, what would you love to have happen? And so you created a circumstance. I can have what I want to have happen, even though everything was telling you that you couldn't. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And I mean, just to, give some color. I had, you know, the company I was consulting for had just like moved me over there, you know, and, um, so I have, I had this idea about work that I am obligated and committed to have to stay there, you know, but what I really wanted to do was be back in Toronto with Mike. That's really what I wanted, even Mm -hmm. though Europe was like this big white whale for me, my Moby Dick, you know, and uh, I was like, woo, I'm here. But in actual fact, it was not, if it had been the priority, I would have stayed there. I would have stayed. Yeah. Regardless of COVID or whatever was happening, you know. But the thought of, I won't be able to leave, I think. Yes. Lack of freedom is what yes. really got to you, was the lack of freedom. And you'd been working 
on yourself to be able to have that freedom. And so to be able to stop and say, yes, this is a circumstance, but what would you love? Yeah. And that's where you're at. You're in the river with the stake that now is a tetherball. Yeah. Ball, and now a circumstance came up and you don't lose track of what your goal is. So your goal is, I want to have freedom to go where I want, when I want, whenever I want. And yes. so say, yes, it is. And instead the panic came over. What happens if I can't? Yes, that's like, exactly right. Hey, exactly right. we're not going to get caught up in that. Of course, this happens where people tell you, you can't do it. Mm. You can get in harmony with that. Or you can say, oh, that's a circumstance. And I'm letting that circumstance dominate me. And really, yeah. how you relate to the circumstance is a part of you. Yes, that is where you have created the circumstance. You got in harmony with the idea that you can't. So in, um, I have a reading group called rise and shine and it's, it's a half an hour every day, but I go through books of masters that I love doing. Um, some are ancient texts, some are, uh, more newer, but one of them that I'm reading right now, uh, uh, a, a good friend, well, a good friend, I should say good friend and acquaintance, but anyhow, Brian Proctor, who was the son of Bob Proctor, uh, wrote a book uh, and it came out on his birthday, which was just a couple of days ago or yesterday, I guess, because today's the 6th, yeah, the 5th of mm -hmm. July is his birthday. And he wanted to release his book. And anyhow, the book was called My Father Knew the Secret. Mm. I know who Bob's uh mentor was which was earl nightingale so i thought you know what we're going to read my dad knew the secret and i had been reading feeling is a secret by neville goddard and so i put in there um the strangest secret by earl nightingale in between mm -hmm. so we're going to read uh, my father knew the secret in a, in a week or so but in in what what started this whole podcast uh title of circumstances a cause and effect is this one line that he says in the book that just got me so much i've read the strangest secret a few times but i'm at this level of understanding circumstances and he quotes george bernard shaw which says people are always blaming their circumstances for what they are and so i always looked at the for what they are as the circumstance but really for what they are is you as a person and how you relate to the circumstance for yes, the first yeah. time that snapped for me. And I went, Oh my gosh, I get it. Now the cause and effect is not the circumstance. The cause and effect is you as a person creates yes. the circumstance. Yes. The circumstance is irrelevant to you until you entangle yourself in it and yeah. have a meaning about it. Yeah. So, the circumstance of my father passing away and how my mother felt about it, I was entangled in yes. her feeling. So that circumstance began to dictate how I was going to live my life. Mm -hmm. And it put a lot of suppression and anxiety in my life because I believed I had to please my mother in how she felt about my dad's death. Yeah, I have my own feelings, yeah. but I let her feelings begin to dominate my life. How many times do we do that in relationships? Oh, I know. think that's the only way we know how to live. I agree. Like, look at what happened with even just 
you know, COVID happened and then all of a sudden Black Lives Matter and then all of a sudden the market is crashing and then all of a sudden, you know, it's like one thing after another of getting you to stay unbalanced in a sense of self. And I'm, I'm not saying there's a big conspiracy theory about this, but I'm just saying that we are doing it to ourselves. And yeah. the, the thing that I hear over and over again from young people, you know, I mean, my daughters are in their 20s, but uh, I hear it in 20s and 30s, 40s, 50s. I, every single client that I work with, they will want to help me understand their anxiety level. Right. And I will say, you don't need to have that. And they're saying, yes, I do. And I would say, why would you want to have anxiety? Yeah. You don't understand. This circumstance is happening and you should feel it too. And it's oh, like, wow. well, actually, they're not saying it that intellectual. It's just, I, yeah, it's I'm the helping them reframe it because the emotion is so high. They don't even realize what they're asking of one another. You should well, care asking you to get entangled in it as well. Yeah, yeah. You know. It it really um, frustrated lots of people around me that I would not get entangled with the crisis of COVID. Man, I oh, I can just I can just imagine that you know, um, yeah. And I remember you know. I was more entangled in it than you were for sure. I remember coming to visit you one of the first trips I did when, when we could go places again, you know, and you were just completely unfazed by everything. It was like, it didn't even happen where you were (laughs) like in your own little world. It wasn't existing. No. And And watching, watching that, like that was, that was a huge learning for me because, um, you know, we were, we were, we were being mandated to pay attention to this global crisis every day, whether it was, you know, people that had lost their jobs, what it was like on the front line. Like I, I'm not, I, I can't go to the hospital. I don't know front line, but yet, you know, all of these articles and news and events are designed to entangle us in those circumstances yeah. constantly. Yeah. And, um, and then, so you pay attention to it, you know, and it perpetuates. It's so, it's so interesting. Even, you know, the recent um, Ocean Gate uh, episode, I, I haven't engaged with one single article yet on my phone. It continually comes up as if to say, you know, this is something that we want you, there's some, you know, big debate around this and class war. It's like, it's like, the, the articles are being perpetuated because of people's entanglement with it. I'm choosing not to engage with it. But mm-hmm. I think my point is that even, you know, you have to, you have to be diligent because at what point do you engage? Does it take you by the time you've seen the five horrific um, article, is that when you click on it, you know? And I think it's, it's a, it's a mindfulness. Yeah that again, like everything, you've got to give yourself space and you have to be incredibly mindful. And whenever I feel like I'm really lost, you know, going back to that thinking of what am I doing right now? Is it in pursuit of what I want? And that's a pretty mm-hmm. easy question to answer yes or no. And and if the answer is no, then just let it go, disengage immediately. But yeah. I think the problem is that people haven't identified what they want. So they have no way to navigate 
their entanglement away from circumstances that have no bearing on them. So this is what's going to be so interesting, Val. I have absolutely, and I mean this really genuine, I have absolutely no idea what you're talking about, the ocean doors or whatever. But I will tell you, my phone is sitting right in front of me. Yeah. And I will tell you that I will start seeing things about it now. Yes. Yeah. I, I will start seeing it. And this is what's interesting is that I'll know, don't engage it. But I'm just telling you, whatever, even though I say I don't want to know about it, it's already there. It's already out there. It's already yeah. there. And yeah. so this is where um, people will say, well, you need to care. You should care. And it's like, but it's not in my cause and effect in where I'm going in my life. So why would I need that? in my life right now. This is very upsetting for people, this topic of cause and effect. For oh, every yeah. for every effect there is in the world, there is a cause. And my entanglement with that cause is not is not how I will resolve it or help resolve it. It's in doing the good of helping people express what they want to express in the world, not by getting entangled in what somebody else's should is. Exactly. Because I mean, this is the thing is the more people that you engage with and teach them how to identify very clearly what they want and mm-hmm. to move away from that again, like all of this noise would disappear. We would actually solve problems that need to be solved. <laughs> Me clicking on another article about climate change isn't going to do jack shit except for make me then google properties in extreme north of canada you know like that's (laughs) and then you get caught in that thing of like oh should i buy what if i what if this what if that and it's um and none of it has anything to do with anything i want to do that i've been identified in my life of what i want that's not what i want The, the thing that i really appreciate about the idea of global warming this is what i appreciate about the awareness of it is that I can have opportunities to say where in my life would I love to support the earth? Like I want to get in harmony with that. What can I do? And what people do is they sit on a soapbox telling everybody what they should do instead of saying, um, are you in harmony with this idea? And what, what could we do together? Instead, we want to stay in the gap of it. And we don't get on to the gain. And I know everyone thinks we're going to the gain, but it's like people, the idea, if we use it another way, if somebody wanted to lose weight and we said, you know, you, you, you shouldn't eat sweets and you shouldn't eat this and you shouldn't do this. Do you know what, what that person's going to be thinking about? Sweets. I shouldn't be doing this and I shouldn't be doing that. And I shouldn't, and they'll start thinking about sweets and everything else. Yeah. But if you said, if you want to have good health, is there opportunity for you to add these things into your life? Guess what happens? We can only think of certain things and the old will die off when you starve it. And so it's it's that thing of, you know, if you, if you're coming from a place of denial or scarcity, mm -hmm. you're going to focus on it. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think even those thoughts, you, you could be eating, you know, perfectly well but even those thoughts of i should be doing this or that can actually block the release of weight because Mm -hmm. you know your mind is still not in harmony with 
the actions that you may be doing, your thoughts and your feelings about it have to be in harmony with whatever you're doing, which is why I think, I mean, that's an excellent example. I think a lot of reasons that, you know, people don't have successful weight loss is because they don't, that's a perfect example of not having your thoughts, feelings, and actions in alignment, you know, because Mm -hmm. you could be following, you know, perfectly exercising, eating properly. But if you're carrying around some sort of shame about what you should, shouldn't do, what your body is or isn't, um, those thoughts and feelings are about yourself are so out of alignment with what you're actually doing that you're not going to get the same result. It's interesting how creators get inspired by ideas and then they only want to talk about their idea. Yeah. They don't want to talk about the problem. They want to talk about, here's an idea that I like. I like this idea. Mm-hmm. I, <laughs> I, I really appreciate listening to patterns, thought patterns of really successful people. And, yeah. that, and if you really listen to it, Uh, people who are very successful, they don't talk about a problem. Mm. They talk about how they would love to see life look. And so you get in harmony with what they want to see. They don't, people who are just alarmist, they just, they just want to, they just want to talk about the violence of stopping it. Yeah. Talk about, could there be another way that we think about it? Um, I think it's in Saudi Arabia. I'm not really sure. I'm not really sure, but they're, um, you probably know, they talk about the, the, uh, the wall or this, uh, it's going to be like 10 miles long of this narrow glass thing where they're going to build a whole community in there. Several, I think it's called the wall. And I really loved the idea of showing that, um, you could build a whole community within a glass building that's solar powered, create their own oxygen, energy, everything. Because I look at it and the, the harsh environments of going into off planet, let's just say, this is starting to build a structure where you live indoors and have have like the outdoors indoors and you create yes. a, a bio door, a, a bio, um, not biodome, but yeah, biodome of being able to sustain energy inside where it feels like you're living outside. Yeah, exactly. In harsh environments. And so this is what creating, this is what creating a circumstance is like, is that yes, I can agree that all this negativism is there. I can agree that it's you know, there's no water in the desert. There's no this, there's no, I can agree to all of that. Mm-hmm. But what would happen if you could? Mm. That's how. Yeah, well, yeah exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's the difference. And, and, um, so people want to talk about poverty or they yes. want to talk about yes. all kinds of things that never solves it. Or yes. we want to talk about, here's an alarmist, here's some problems that are happening. And instead, like an, another really one, a good one that came up is, um, sex trafficking of young girls. And so talking about that, you know, we're giving more and more energy to the idea of it instead of how do we help educate girls to, to think positively about themselves and to go towards their goal. Why are they paying attention to yeah. good about myself? And here's a way for me to feel good. Listen, an idea was introduced to them and it's very, very unfortunate. We're not, we, we are, we have a way of getting their attention 
for strength and reliability and having everything that they want. And what we want to do is to be able to think in those terms and in that way. So how can you practice? Like these are world problems that we're trying to solve here, but it all starts with how do you solve it for yourself first? Exactly. Exactly. How do you do it for yourself in your own special world of what you want? I wanted calmness, serenity, um, peace, joy in my life. So I created it for myself first. And then as I create that for myself, then I talk to other people about what would it be like if you could have that as well. Mm. But the contrast also exists in the world of, no, you got to care about this and what everyone else is doing. And, and that contrast is there all the time, all the yeah, time. All the time. It, yeah. I'm not saying that it doesn't exist. I'm just saying that won't work for me. Thank God that doesn't work for me. What could I go towards that I do love? It's not that I'm ignoring and saying, let those people suffer. That's not it. It's, no, no, no. How can I help you get what you do want? How can I do that? And so the way that we approach things, we're in a world where we don't value how we think. We don't value our own ability to create circumstances the way we would like to see them. We get caught up in what someone else thinks we should look at as a circumstance. I got caught up in how to feel about my dad's death through yeah. my mother because I had an entanglement with her. And really, I went to bed for four months. Now, that wasn't my mother's fault. That was yeah. not my, my mother didn't go to bed for four months. I did. Mm. I did. Mm. My mother didn't. I did. Because my entanglement with her of, oh, my God, my mother, this is so awful. I couldn't even get out of bed. I didn't even know how to help her. My mother was fine. My mother <laughs> figured it out on her own. But what I did is that I thought I was helping by showing her how sad I was. Yes, that's so interesting. I wasn't even aware I was doing it. Yeah, yeah. And I it's, think the suppression of the suppression that we have of I don't know how to do life if you're sad. I don't know how to do life if I can't move forward in joy. I, I have to be sad because you're sad. My mother didn't do that to me. I did that to me. Yeah. 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 And when I started understanding my entanglement with people, I started saying, I can't do this to please them. I can't with my husband, you know, we both grew up with this idea. We have to work hard for your money. And I didn't want to do that anymore. Mm. So I had to let go of the habit and say, I want to form a new habit. Now, that new habit had him question himself and say, wait a minute. <laughs> and it questioned everyone around me. Yeah. And, you know, learning to make the kind of money I want in the service in the way that I want to do it. I have a lot of people that say to me, well, it just seems like you're all about the money. If you know anything about me, I am not all about the money, <laughs> but I understand the money circulating is so important to, help the planet to help people to help not in consumerism but the flow of what i'm interested in yes yeah, yeah. yeah so and I, th I think yeah that's uh you you will meet with resistance right because having okay. the idea that um 
you know, I need to create this in my own life for myself. You know, I, it is really challenging for people because it seems like you don't care. So you're selfish and, and, you know, rude or elite or whatever it is, you know, and it's, um, it's, it's really interesting because then, then people, they just get so entangled in that idea of what, what you should, what everyone should and shouldn't be doing, you know, and it's just so crippling, like, and so much time each day is spent worrying about these things in that way, which then, you know, have an impact, as you say, on the tetherball pulled, you know, you just uproot the whole thing. It's like, Oh, climate change that we're all going to be dead in three months. I'm pulling up all, I'm not going to do anything. You know, I mean, if, if that's the idea that you're getting on board with, you're frozen in your life. You're not doing any movement because what's the point? Well, I'll give one little example of myself because I, it's, um, I would love for people to think I walk on water, but I don't, I'm just a floater. (laughs) That's no small thing, by the way. Um, (laughs) But anyway, um, I've been, you know, on social media a little bit. It's never been one of my favorite things, but I'm trying to fall in love with it. And so I'm in this group and in this group, somebody posed this really great question that got my attention. And of course, no one knows who I am in this group. So it feels really good. And so somebody posted, what does alignment mean to you? Mm. And how do you, how do you, how did you experience it? Mm -hmm. And so I thought, I'm going to be really bold. I'm going to be really bold. And so I said, for me, alignment means your thoughts, feelings, and actions are all in harmony. Mm -hmm. And I experienced that and it, it puts a wholeness. And I said that, and then the person who wrote the post said, Oh, I really, really love the way that you said that. That's so good. Um, And, and she said something about, And I thought, I'm going to go further with how did I experience it? Mm -hmm. So I messaged back in the, in the, in the post, I said, yes, how I experienced it is I became a millionaire. Mm. And to find that alignment of my thoughts, feelings, and actions on a daily basis to take something really um, complex and make it simple for me in ease and flow and in peace and enjoy, you know, I said that. And anyhow, what she wrote back was um, such and such. I've done this on many occasions with many things as well with mindset. And, um, you know, I have read Bob Proctor's things. I never said I was Bob Proctor at all, but I have read Bob Proctor's things and I know about this idea and I believe it can still be done with more than just money. And I did it by letting go of alcoholism, which was important to me. Yeah. (laughs) When I read that, I immediately found myself reacting. I would love for you to think that I went into this Zen zone, you know, (laughs) but I thought, wait a minute, you just asked me to express how I experienced it. And this is how I experienced it. And now you're shitting it. And now you're telling me that, you know, it's a lower end thinking. And I thought, so I started, I wrote out this whole big thing and I, you know, posted it. And then I didn't really feel good about it. And I thought, why am I reacting to the way she said that? Just, and so 
and it, as I, I hadn't, I didn't post it yet, but I realized it's so good for people to be able to express how they did it, mm. not how they did it, but what it was that was important to them. And that's all right. And so that alignment that that is important for me to figure that out in the world. For me, it was, I didn't have to deal with alcoholism that, that, but she found it for her, her alignment in that way. One isn't better than the other. Just this time in this lifetime for me, I figured out how to, create service to where I could make a million dollars. That was, that was how I found alignment. I mm -hmm. allowed myself to move from poverty to this, to mm -hmm. this place. Mm -hmm. And so I went back and reread her post and her post didn't say anything of what I read. I read it in a state of mind of myself. People are going to disagree with me. Interesting. And that's what I saw in her post. And so after I posted it, I went, Ooh, I'm not sure I said that really that well. So I went back and reread what she said. And it was like, Oh, no, she's saying exactly what I was saying. <laughs> so then I went back and read it and said, Did I did it come across with the right heart? And it did. But I mean, what I'm telling you is I would rather not tell you that I was reacting, but I was. Yeah, I was because I'm already aware of what other people are going to think of me. Yeah. And I allowed that in my, I allowed that circumstance that I'm carrying around. I saw it in another person and that wasn't what they were trying to project. Isn't that so interesting? And this yeah. is where you'll hear people say, well, my intuition said that's the way that it's happening based on your state of mind. Yes, That's the cause and effect. You will be caught up in a circumstance because of your state of mind. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. And so absolutely. I only saw what I wanted to see, which was <laughs> don't be talking about being a millionaire and bragging <laughs> your little self right there. That's what I heard. And so, oh, man, isn't that funny? Oh, we, we, uh, humans. Oh my gosh. So yeah. if we come back to this statement in, in, um, in Earl Nightingale's book, The Strangest Secret, people are always blaming their circumstances for what they are. Yeah. I love that. And that. man, did I, I wanted to, I, you know, I thought I had gotten the lesson and then ba-bam, it comes <laughs> back and hits you like a boomerang when you get um, all judgy and high on your horse. And so what I really loved is he ends up defining, I found it in the book, but anyhow, he says, so you see the very law that gives us success is a two-edged sword. We must control our thinking. Mm. The same rule that can lead a man to a life of success, wealth, happiness, and all the things he ever dreamed of for himself and his family, that very same law can lead him into the gutter. <laughs> awesome. It's, it's all <laughs> me on my high horse teaching this in my writing yeah. time group. So it's all in how he uses it for good or for bad. Yeah. That, he says this in the book right here, that is the strangest secret in the world. 
that is yeah that's so spot on man that's spot on you know and we we just haven't been taught or had any practice on being mindful of our reaction entanglement with circumstances and other people's and other people's circumstances and the shoulds you know and it's um it's a huge untraining you know i think i think people just even being aware of of what you're entangled in. Do you know what you're entangled in even? Do you have any idea? You know, can you go into any situation in your relationship or things at work or what happens? And those thoughts that you have about your circumstances, you know, if you start unraveling those threads, it's it's crazy what you'll find out about yourself, but also. Well, what's really good is that we started out the call, you know, talking about your cause and effect and how I could help you through that. Yes. And then I don't recognize it in my own, which is <laughs> hilarious. So, oh, that's always the way, though. I get instant karma now. Yeah. I, well, I feel when you're unaware, what I've noticed, the yeah. more I've been working on myself, what I have noticed is in those moments when I react and I'm, I'm, I have what I would call an unconscious response to something yeah. and I get judgy and I have those ideas. Um. I have noticed so often that when I say, you know, that person shouldn't blah, 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 blah. And then literally it feels like the next second, sen- uh, second I will do exactly like the same, same thing, thing. you know? And then I have that snap of like, okay, I'm just human like everyone else, you know, which is great. <laughs> but I've noticed that the time period between reacting that way and then doing it myself is like just right next to each other. So I get the lesson straight away, you know, but I just think it's so funny. I'm just like, it's hilarious. It's hilarious. Cause I will tell you, you are very, very wise, very smart, very, (laughs) very um, great mirror for me for sure. And it's funny how, um, and you've helped me with so many things as I've gone through them to think differently about it. And, and, this is what I want to do in the world is I want to help people, you know, change their thought. Yeah. And the only way that I can help people do that is to see it within myself. Exactly. What can I do and express it? And for some reason we think we have to have it perfect in our life before we start expressing. And I find the most impact that I am able to make is when I talk to people who believe I have it all together <laughs> and then I share with them my daily learning. This I, I would love to tell you that that happened a week ago, two months ago, at the beginning of COVID, but it happened today. <laughs> today. <laughs> I love, I just, uh, but, you know, I also think. Um, what a gift, though, right? It absolutely is. And I also think, you know, again, as your awareness expands on these things, like I remember the first time you said to me about thoughts, feelings, and actions being in alignment. And my academic brain could process those words and go, okay, I, I, I get what that means, right? But it wasn't something I could talk about in any depth, understand how to put in practice in my own life, right? So then when you start paying attention to that, right, mm-hmm. then you start to it's you start to find an awareness, you start to be able to express more around it, behave more around it. It's it's like the 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 comparison I did a few episodes ago about when you start in yoga with your physical body and someone's yeah. like, you know, make sure that your big toe is, you know, pointing 
to the front of the room and you look down and nobody nobody's toes are pointing. You're like, I said that in English. People just can't even tell the brain. You know, they're so unaware of the alignment in their own body and what it looks like and what body part you're even talking about, you know. And this work is exactly the same thing for the mind. That's what I find is that, um, you know, you know, I didn't know, I didn't know when we did yoga that I even had an endocrine system. I'm like, what is that? What is, you know, so it's, it's all those things of like, wow, I didn't even, I wasn't even aware of entanglement around circumstances to even know, should I be entangled or not? You know, and it's all these little mini things that you're still gonna, you're still gonna have episodes where you're not epically mastering it all the time. But by bringing a level of awareness every day, you have tools and habits to to keep moving towards what you want much quicker yeah. than just blindly not investigating any education or, or experience around it, which is what I think, you know, a lot of things that you've said, um, it takes time, it's taken time, you know, but it's definitely, it's worth it, you know, and I, even yourself, as, as wise as you are with all of these concepts, you know, you still find areas in your life where you're like, wow, I, I could have, you know, I, I didn't realize this was happening, you know, it yeah. doesn't ever go away. Um, you know, it's funny. Um, a real, a real good friend of mine is Peggy McCall. And she one time asked Bob Proctor, you know, do these paradigms ever go away? And he said, no, they never go away, but you just get better at recognizing them. And they're really insidious. Yeah. They'll show up in other areas. And yeah, you know, I love the analogy of yoga, you know, when you were talking about yoga, because I will tell you my level of understanding of yoga is that it is like Twister, the game <laughs> Twister, but without alcohol and fun bodies to rub up against, but it's just miserable. <laughs> well, you know, but I know that's not true, but that's my uh, a level of awareness. And, well, and, you, and everybody help me with that. Exactly. And everybody thinks the forward bend, the goal is to touch your toes. That's not the goal. The goal is to actually open up your lower back and hamstrings so that you have more flexibility, which eventually can lead into putting your toes and in some cases your head on the floor for those that are really flexible. But that's not the purpose of that pose. That's not the objective, you know. Yeah, and the it's the effect and, of the circumstance. Exactly. Exactly. So good. Oh, God, I love it. Well, I hope we royally got everybody confused on the idea of cause and effect and circumstances, but I think we did a good job. I think we did a good job, but if you do want to know more, you do want to know more. (laughs) You do want to understand your entanglement with circumstances and how you get entangled in it. You know, this is a good opportunity as this is fresh in your mind to Mm. say, you know what? I, I would like, to know more about that, I would like to implement it or find out more about it, then you've got to take some sort of action. Yeah. So reach out, reach out to somebody, go to my website and angietemlinson.com and book a call with either myself or one of our, um, our, our leaders on there. You know, what's really good about it. It doesn't cost you anything just to no. say, I, I would like to know just more to about talk. I would like to know more. Talk. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. So anyway, but thank you so much, Val. And thank you for letting, letting that example and having the polarity with mine as well. I just want to thank good. you. 
<laughs> I'm happy for my experiences to be learnings for other people. <laughs> On that basis, I am a wealth of education. <laughs> Me too. Yeah, All right. Well, have a great day. Thank you. You too. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of Elevated Insights. If you're interested in working with Angie Tumlinson, go to our website at angietumlinson.com. Here you can book a call, join her free webinar, or find out more information about the services that Angie provides. 